And now with aviation news from the only country that can call itself a continent, here's Steve Vischer with the Australia News Desk. Dateline, June 21st. Well, g'day folks, it's Steve Fisher here in the Melbourne office of the Australia Desk and with me is Grant. G'day Grant. Hey Steve, how you doing mate? Well, I'm surviving the overcast weather and the rain and the cold, but we've got a few articles here this week, so let's get into it. Let's knuckle in. And this first article appeared in the Herald Sun on June the 18th, written by Matthew Schultz, and it concerns some more bad news for Airbus and Qantas slash Jetstar. However, this one really is an incident that came before the previous ones we've been hearing about lately. And this is a uh, Australian Transport Safety Bureau finding uh, the article reads, a dodgy circuit has been blamed for a jet engine shutdown on a new Airbus A330 in the middle of a flight from Bangkok to Melbourne. The Jetstar plane was forced to make an emergency landing in Bali with 308 people aboard flying on just one engine for an hour after the the left engine failed. The crew tried several times without success to restart the engine. The transport safety watchdog found an electronic control unit on the Airbus A330 had malfunctioned four hours into the July 23, 2007 flight. The reason for the shutdown was determined to be fuel starvation, the ATSB report says. The report found that a tiny gap in a circuit board had caused a hotspot triggering a short circuit and signalling a fuel valve to close. The plane was just three weeks old at the time of the mid-air emergency and had flown just 319 hours before the incident. So yes, that was just a small article that uh, made the news this week and I'm sure Jetstar would be just thrilled that the ATSB picked this week to put that article out given uh, their recent events yeah, yeah the cockpit window fire the Air France accident everyone looking back at the two Qantas A330s experiencing ADIRU failures out near Perth oh yeah it's a great time to be in bus at the moment and Grant, moving into our next article here, it looks like we've got a bit more follow-up on the Emirates airline incident here in Melbourne a couple of months back. Yeah, mate, this is uh, another article from the Herald Sun, written June 20th by Jeff Fear, uh, looks like Easedown. Uh, there you go, Courtney, you're not the only one who gets uh, names wrong. Yeah, mate, basically, as uh, many of you may recall, a um, Emirates A34500 airliner was uh, doing a takeoff from Melbourne and the tech crew entered an incorrect weight. So when they did a derated takeoff, there was insufficient thrust when they called for rotate it didn't really happen uh, when the captain said no 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 rotate now the first officer pulled hard back on the stick they got a tail strike captain firewalled the throttles did the old toga and they managed to take off but not without going off the end of the runway and taking out a few antennae and fences breaking open the back of the plane now I've got to say I think it's still here I have not heard that it's been returned or anything like that so it's quite possibly still sitting on the ground here in Melbourne quite some time later basically the uh, at the time, the ACSB turned around and said that the crew were within flight hours. I had seen note that they were very close to the 100 hours a month limits, but they were within flight hours. However, this article here says that uh, Emirates pilots are complaining to Australia's air safety regulator that airline work practices were to blame. Basically, it's they've accused Emirates of unfair rostering, clamping down on subsidised housing allowances and bending the rules on flight hours. Does this sound very, very similar to what came out of the Colgan Air? incident. It certainly does. It, uh, it certainly seems in line with some of the commentary that we've heard from that side of the world. And uh, yeah. you, you are right about that aircraft. I was only out at Melbourne Airport recently and it's still sitting parked way over on the back of the ramp there. And uh, oh. the last I heard, the uh, Emirates was looking at riding it off, such as the level of damage to the plane. So um, it was yeah, obviously well, it, um, a decent strike. The aft bulkhead. Yep, no, definitely. It was a decent strike. It cracked the aft bulkhead. 
and that's pretty major in that aircraft. Given the way things are at the moment, it's actually cheaper to get a second-hand A34500 <laughs> rather than repair the sucker. But uh, fatigue's a pretty uh, topical subject at the moment, and not just because of Colgan Air and this one now. There's a lot of people looking into it. I know in the US they're, they're starting to do a lot of examination of it because, yes, you may only have done 100 hours of duty time in the past uh, month or so, but what about circadian rhythms being interrupted, crossing time zones, the pilots who have to commute because they can't afford to live near base, good rest at the other end. It's not uncommon for people to have actually been awake for almost 48 hours from when they got up, commuted to where they were going from, had delays, did the flight, got to the other end, had more delays, got to the hotel, had delays, and finally get to bed. It's not uncommon in the international world. And uh, and I think, too, I think I think there's an issue here of, uh, of culture, differences in, in culture between uh, different parts of the world and different operators. Emirates is obviously from the Middle East, and there's obviously a, a culture there of not questioning, you know, the wishes of your employer. I, I don't know that that sort of regime would exist here in this country and, and maybe not so much in the U.S., but perhaps uh, being a Middle Eastern airline where the cultures are different there, that, that may, too, be affected where they didn't want to question anything their bosses had requested of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on the um, culture inside Emirates, given that it's it's got a lot of Western crew running it. But times are tight. And even in the Arab world, there is um, problems with money. Uh, the oil hasn't been so f- friendly to them. So uh, it will be interesting to see where this goes. Fatigue is becoming a major issue. I know I'm commercial hot air balloon crew on the ground, ground crew, and uh, we just had our uh, fatigue risk management system discussions and we now have a nifty little um, system for keeping track of just how much rest we've had how good the rest was over the last 24 and 48 hours and um, how long we've been awake since the last sleep and we factor all those together and we get a uh, whether you're self-monitoring supervisor monitoring or you just aren't fit to fly or crew so it's a very topical subject at the moment yeah it certainly is and uh, i know that the guys uh in the main uh, area of this podcast, have been keeping an eye on that and I'm uh, on that on that sort of issue, and I'm sure that they'll continue to do so. So we'll move along to our next article here. Okay, and our last article this week from down under, uh, Grant's got a rather amusing tale of woe uh, concerning a ra- an interesting little spat between Singapore Airlines and Flight Centre. Yeah, that's right. Um, Flight Centre is a uh, travel agent chain of shops, a franchise here in Australia. And uh, basically, Flight Centre have been taking advantage of the um, the downturn in aviation, the general economic woes of the world, and they have been saying to airlines in general, give us better commissions, um, be better to us, or we will um, stop selling your packages. And they've basically done this with Singapore. Um, <laughs> basically... What they've pointed out here, they've pointed out a uh, rather amusing discussion. person going under the handle of Alpha Victor, writing on a frequent flyer blog, uh, has rather amusingly summarised the battle like this. Flight Centre, give us better commission or we'll boycott your airline. Singapore Airlines, bye-bye. And Flight Centre, oops. <laughs> so basically it's, it's, it's Singapore Airlines have said, okay, if you don't want to talk to us, we won't talk to you. And they're telling everyone to go online and bypass Flight Centre entirely. And Flight Centre are now going, ah, that was not such a good idea. Of course, all this is happening at a really tough time. Uh, there was another article came out in the Australian which talked about how local travel bookings for airlines are down 12% here in the Australian area, with business class falling 36%. And that's all we have from the Australia desk this week. Well, I'm certainly hoping everyone's having as much fun listening to these as we are recording them. We're having a great time doing it. I'm Steve Bisher. And I'm Grant McCarran. We'll talk to you all again next week. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. 